strategize together. Let's hear it from an expert. Join the conversation, it's informative and free. You and me, let's talk some strategy. Here's your host, Doreen Morin Van Dam. Hello, everybody. I am back. We took a one-week break uh, because of the U.S. holiday, July 4th, and we're back with another episode of Strategy Talks today. We're going to talk about being in detective mode for your marketing and business strategy. But before we do that and before I introduce you to my uh, guest today. I want to welcome everybody who's here live. I want to welcome you if you're watching this on the replay, put hashtag replay in the comments. And I want to welcome you if you're here as a podcast listener. We know you're there and you download these week after week. And we just want to make sure that you know uh, we, we are welcoming you and we appreciate you listening to our strategy talks episode. So um, before I introduce you to today's guest, um, I want to do a quick shout out to our sponsor, Social Insider. They are the intuitive dashboard for social media analytics, reporting, and competitors analysis for brands and agencies. If you need data, you need Social Insider. So without much further ado, here is today's guest, Nikki Hutchison. And joining me from from Edinburgh in Scotland. Yay! <laughs> so that, I mean, I've had quite a few um, uh, international guests, but I've never had anybody on from Scotland. So Aww. that's really fun. Um, so today we're going to talk about detective mode for your marketing strategy. But before we do, um, I was going to read your bio, but tell me in a couple of sentences, who are you and why can you talk about marketing strategy? <laughs> okay, so nice to meet everybody. Thank you so much for having me, Dorian. I'm pleased to be your first Scottish guest, hopefully yes. not the last. No. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, so I have a background in brand strategy. I worked in creative agencies for most of my career and I've been an entrepreneur for the last 12 years. So I am kind of obsessed with strategy and all these good things. So it's a pleasure to be here today. That's wonderful. So just let's throw it out there. This title, detective mode, what does that mean? And why do we want to be in detective mode? So basically it's, it's really simple. It's just a catchy phrase that I've developed because the small business owners who I work with seem to like it, but essentially what it means is doing your research. So that's it. It's throughout your business, every opportunity you can take to find out more information and data that is going to help you succeed in business. That is you going detective mode. That's it. Simple as that. All right. So somebody has a business idea. Now, a lot of people that are watching are either marketers that are going to start working in a new industry or with a new client and they might need a marketing strategy or business owners who might already be in business, but either need to enhance their business strategy because they're looking for funding, or maybe they have a second business idea and they want to launch it quicker, better, faster compared to their first one or two trials in entrepreneurship. So where does somebody start with research? Because you know, there's a lot of things you can do and go, and you can go down the rabbit hole of 
crazy. So many things. But actually, I think it's okay to let yourself go down that rabbit hole for a while because who knows what you're going to find down there. But equally, you do want to rein it in because we only have so many hours in the day. Um, so my first business that I started was actually a kids hip hop dance company. When I came out of the marketing industry, I didn't quite have the confidence to set myself up as a marketing agency at that point. I wanted to get some experience as a small business owner first. So the first thing that I did before setting up my dance company was I did some market research. I had a look and actually that I should explain, I used to spend about 50% of my time in agencies doing research. And before I left, I had spent the previous two years working on a research project looking into how to reduce antisocial behavior amongst children and young people in Scotland on behalf of the government. So um, I had been all around the country speaking to all these different audiences, youth workers, teachers, kids, etc., parents, um, and found that what kids need to stay if, on the straight and narrow, if you like, is a really strong ro role model and an activity that they love. So I thought, hey, I could provide both of these via my dance company. So it's not as random as it might first sound for a marketer to set up this business. But the first thing that I did was to do some market research. So I looked at who was already in existence, um, who the com competition was, what kinds of services, classes, etc. they were offering, what age. So did, did my competitor research, but I also did some customer research. So I went out into the local Facebook groups, I did it online, and asked people, you know, what are you getting from, what are you and your kids getting from their existing activities, not just limiting it to dance, because I think that's uh, a mistake that we can make is to think that we're only competing with this narrow niche but right. it's like um I had actually I had a guest Gavin Quirk from Netflix on my podcast um about a year ago and he said you know at Netflix we know we're not just competing with Disney we're not just competing with other streaming services we're competing for people's attention and that's what you're doing as a small business owner as well right oh yeah so I want to pause for a second I heard you say something that's really important as a social media strategist and as a marketing strategist we often do this competitors analysis that you talked about but not everybody goes to the client and does the client research. Mm. Now, when I get hired, I do that. But for, you know, not, you know, on the outside in, or if I, you know, help somebody out and say, hey, I'm going to do a competitor analysis or even a social media audit, I don't necessarily get access to clients. So if mm -hmm. you're watching this, if you're listening to this podcast, one of the great first steps that Nikki just gave is don't just go and look at what your competitors are doing and are not doing right? That's part of the research, mm -hmm. but also go talk to the cus the potential customers, um, current customers, and maybe even past customers if you're working with a company that allows you to talk to their customers. So um, that's wonderful. So then what happened and, and how can you move on from there? So then I identified that actually what they were getting. So I asked them, you know, what were you getting? What are you not getting? Is there an appetite essentially is there an appetite for me to launch a kids hip hop dance company? And often with research, as I'm sure you know, you will find out results that you maybe didn't expect or you haven't thought about. Another great reason to go detective mode. So one of the things that I found out was actually 
a lot of parents of boys were feeling like they would love their boys to get into dance, but they felt that it was they were being a bit excluded um, because a lot of the traditional dance schools were really targeting girls. So that really helped to inform our messaging strategy. And we made sure, I mean, I like to think we would have done this anyway, but we made sure that we were talking to all parents and all kids and we were being as inclusive as possible in, you know, in all ways. Um, and what evolved out of that, I ran that company for nine years, right up until the pandemic. And what came out of that was that we ended up, most dance companies have 95% girls say uh, roughly and we ended up with 50 50 boys and girls so we were able to reflect that in our messaging that's really amazing so I want to ask you when you say you know your messaging you're talking the words you use yeah the images you use the yeah. video you use so when you're yeah. thinking about you know including your you know to um aligning your messaging with what you want with the customer it's not just the images or not just the words. It's no. all of those, the messaging together. Um, yeah. How, did you have to do a lot of research to get that messaging right? Or did you pretty much know or did you go test a bunch of stuff and knew what, what struck gold? Yeah, we tested some stuff and it evolved over time as well. But it's good that you mentioned the visuals as well, because we were very careful. We we hosted photo shoots and we made sure that we had representation from lots of different types of families and kids and all that good stuff, um, as well as just the words. And our messaging evolved over time. So again, it's just even going detective mode, it doesn't necessarily limit you or I would say that going detective mode isn't purely limited to conducting research like going out creating a, a survey or conducting interviews or whatever it's also paying attention to the cues and the clues that you pick up over time so over time while we were doing uh, sales calls we were trying to get our classes into nurseries while we were doing these sales calls we realized these nursery teachers are really struggling for time. Um, they have got specific outcomes that are set by the government that they need to check off for every child every single day. And so we created off the back of realizing that, paying attention to those clues that they were telling us during these sales calls, um, you know, oh, we don't have time to bring another class in or, oh, we've just got so much to tick off on our list. We, do, we're, we just don't know whether we could fit this in. We would love to have the kids dance and all the rest of it, but we're just not sure if we can squeeze it in. So we actually created a whole curriculum. We found all of the ticks, the check boxes that they needed to tick off and we looked at them through a hip hop dance lens and we then created a curriculum specifically for nurseries and then later on for schools. And that made it so easy for us to sell in because we could say, hey, we know how busy you are. We know that you have all these things to check off. Bring us in for half an hour a week and we can check them all off in one go. Wow. Gold dust. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. So that really, so that means that you took the data that you yeah. got from the sales calls, the data yeah. that you got from talking to potential clients, you then interpreted it, you understood what it meant, and mm -hmm. then you developed a 
product or service that they needed to solve the problem. If you're listening to this, if you're watching this, (laughs) this is how good marketing strategies work. You find out what the, what problem the customer has and you go solve it and you present it to them. And yeah, because otherwise we would have been banging our heads against a brick wall for ever probably because it's like, Oh, we know you're busy, but please squeeze us in. No, we know you're busy. We're going to make your life easier. Easy sell. <laughs> that is that is fantastic. So when you work with a company yes. and you they hire you for a marketing strategy, where do you start, Nikki? So I love, and I'm sure that all the strategists listening will, <laughs> will hear this um, loud and clear. I love to look backwards before looking forwards. So for me, it's about looking at the industry that they're in. If they are, we don't generally work with startups. So, a, you know, e- even if you are a startup, I would look at the industry, what the key players are doing already, what the smaller players are doing already. Are there any common themes? Are there any gaps? Like with my dance company, you know, there was this gap for boys to be included. What are the gaps that you can identify? Um, If you're not a startup, then it's about what data do you already have in your business? Because there will be um, there will be kind of inadvertent research, I call it, that you have uh, information that people have given you, whether it's in emails, in direct feedback, whether it's in the way that they have spent their money or not spent their money, that can help you to identify different things, can't it? So you really are looking for those golden nuggets that are already Absolutely. sprinkled in there. You're, you're panning for gold because you know <laughs> the information's there, but the business owner might not know they're sitting on this data. So you're, I mean, this is what I experienced. You're pulling it out, you know, you're pulling it out of them and go give me everything because once I, it's like going somewhere and once you see it, you see it, (laughs) I'm a mushroom forager. (laughs) And so I go into the woods and I know that once I spot one mushroom on the forest floor, I know because they're all connected through mycelium, you'll find another one. So once you identify which one it is that you find that you need to be looking for all of a sudden you spot it's another one another one another one and i i had this image in my head when you said that you know the golden nuggets once you start finding them um the data is already there so you look back first yes 100 percent and look at what people are telling you so um i know i'm using a lot of examples from my dance company it's okay okay. it's okay it makes it it work it makes (laughs) it work i appreciate it so we were a good few years in and our most popular venue told us you know the classes were full we ran classes for all ages by this point they were all full and suddenly out of the blue they told us we're going to close We've sold, the ownership is closed, it is changing. You can no longer hire our venue for dance classes. Oh, disaster. We were devastated. And so then we thought, right, we need to find a replacement venue. And so we started looking around. We're like, oh, I don't really know that, you know, what's right in the area, limited, um, limited venues that could have the right amount of space, etc. And then we thought, hang on, let's go through because we had a database of customers. So let's go through everybody who signed up to a class in that venue and let's look at what their postcode is. So what's postcode in the US? Zip code. 
zip code. Yeah, yeah. Let's look at what their zip code is. And by doing that, we suddenly realized, ha, ah, these people, they're not actually that local to this venue, all of them. They're kind of split 50-50 between the west of the city and the east of the city. So how about we try two new venues in two different areas? And lo and behold, we managed to uh, retain the existing customers most of whom were happy because they were going to be coming to a venue that was closer to them. And then we managed to find new customers in both of those different areas. So just another example of using the data that you've already got to base future business decisions on. I know that's not strictly marketing, but business strategy. It's business strategy. And if you're listening and watching and you're a marketer, you should be given this like 10 thumbs up. <laughs> this is gold. So that's so smart. Of course, you go look at where they live and then you know that would be that's a that's a great solution right um i thought the i thought the plot twist was going to be that you went to the new owners and they let you stay that oh, was going to no. be my <laughs> better <laughs> that would have been that would have been interesting too but i was like oh this is great yeah so um so now you have data you're making moves how often should you look back at a marketing strategy, at a plan that you've made. When do you make adjustments? How often? Who makes the adjustments? What do you need to look at in order to, you know, as a strategist, we, we look at the full picture, right? So, yeah. so how do we do that? Because we know we need to. This is a great question. I love it. So obviously the first thing is how healthy is the business? Is our strategy working? Is it resulting in sales? If yes, great. How can we repeat what we're doing and maybe add in new things like my example there of adding in another venue? If no, then something's got to change, right? So I would say in terms, like I always say to my clients, I work with a lot of small business owners. I always say to them, if you can look at your analytics, your insights, obviously the more often the better, but if you can do it a minimum of monthly, and work out what are the key metrics that you want to pay attention to you know is it subscriptions or um is it web traffic it, it depends what your your overall sure. goals are um but if you can look at that monthly then you've got enough to and and an important thing is to record it right <laughs> because you're not going to retain this information um so record it and then you have got something that you can compare over time um, I do a quarterly review with my clients and in my own business as well. So I'll set my annual strategy at the beginning of the year or the end of the previous year, and then I will review that quarterly. And honestly, once you've done this, I'm sure, I, well, I won't make assumptions, but I don't know if you feel the same, but once you've done this maybe two or three times, it becomes really intuitive. So you start paying attention to these things, even when you're even when it's not quite time for you to pay attention to them, your you, you, your spidey senses are alert. <laughs> you know something's wrong. I agree. I agree. So we're always looking for the. I'm always looking for the outliers, the good and the bad. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm expecting it to go a certain way, and when things don't go as expected, I'm looking for it. Now, as a social media content manager and a strategist, I'm looking for those things in content management. If I see a spike in web traffic. The first thing I do is go to Agora Pulse, which I use this for scheduling, and mm -hmm. I go to the data report to go, what did I post on that day? Yeah. What did I do that made traffic spike, right? Maybe my client was speaking somewhere. Maybe it was something mm -hmm. I posted, but I want to know why 
because I want to repeat that yes. when I can and grow yes. upon that. But I love that you said quarterly, you know, look at your data monthly. Now for a business owner who is more creative than, you know, number oriented, who mm -hmm. would they partner with to help them with the strategy part? I mean, anybody can look at numbers, right? I can read numbers. I don't mm -hmm. always know how to interpret them and then use them for the next strat, you know, the next strategic move. So who would that be that you would hire? Would that be a marketing strategist? Would that be a marketing yeah, I feel like this is a trick question. This might be you or me that they retire. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. Well, it is sort of a trick question, but you know, a lot of business owners are solopreneurs, right? So they're out on their yeah. own and they're yeah. doing this and they're looking at this data and they're like, oh, well, traffic is up. It's good. But if they don't know why or how, or yeah. if they can repeat it, they really do need to hire somebody to say, you know, I'm on the right track, but then what else do I need? So that analyzing part. So a data yeah. analyst is what they need or a marketing strategist. Yeah. And also a marketing strategist, because we're so used to looking at this type of data, we will quickly convert that into ideas. Mm -hmm. So whereas the business owner might be thinking, okay, I've got this data. I probably know that that means I need to maybe repeat that talk that I did or or I need to try and write another guest blog for that site because that performed well. Um, actually, a strategist will add like the, the icing onto the cake and say, ah, okay, so as well as writing another blog for that person, have you thought about all these different blogs because they have a similar audience? Just one example there. Right. Yeah, just being able to see that big picture of we can repeat mm -hmm. it not just the same way, yeah. but we can take the knowledge that we got from this successful tactic and repeat it in a lot of different places. So I, yeah. I love talking about marketing strategy with yes. you. This is Great. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's go back to you're a marketer. You're hired for an agency. You're not necessarily a marketing strategist, but you're there to implement content. What are some of the tools that you would tell somebody that they need, you know, say you're fairly new, but you know, you're, you're doing the marketing, you got the content down, you got the visuals, the writing, um, you're hired, you're on a team and they're asking you for data and they're asking you to, Hey, how are things going, doing, what are some tools that you think would be helpful for a marketer to have in their toolbox to, um, use and then report back to a company because this is what even you know a social media manager who is quote unquote creating content is going to be asked to give that proof that ROI on what they're doing. So, yeah. so do you have any suggestions for people on that? Yeah, sure. So um, I I like to keep it quite basic, um, and I use a lot of the. Um, the kind of scheduling tools or the ones that include analytics. Mm -hmm. So um, I personally, for my business, I use Adobe Express and Adobe mm -hmm. Express Scheduler. Um, they were, they bought over um, Content Cal relatively recently. Mm -hmm. And I know that I, I was a Content Cal user and the analytics in there were great. I know that those analytics are, are hopefully, well, I hope, I don't know, I hope that they're going to be coming to Adobe Express soon as well. So for my business, that's what I use. For other clients, um, I use Metricool. 
mm -hmm. um, because they have such an easy report that you can simply download at the click of a button at the end of the month. And it's 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 just great to have that at your fingertips. If a client says, oh, we want this, then you can just literally do it immediately. Um, but I also go old school. So we haven't talked too much about email marketing, but that's a brilliant opportunity for going detective mode. Um, I always try and I always recommend to try and include a few links in your emails so that you can get a clue as to what your audience is interested in the most. So for example, when I'm sending out a newsletter, if I include something about the latest Instagram update, I know that that will be the most clicked link in my email because I know that my audience are interested in that. I feel like maybe if I sent something out about threads just now, which I will test this week, that would probably overtake Instagram. So we've got to stay current, haven't we? But honestly, um, and I just go into, um, I use Active Campaign. So I just go into Active Campaign to um, to look at the the metrics that are happening in there. So it doesn't have to be anything really expensive or really complicated. And obviously I look at um, the platforms themselves. Mm -hmm. So I'm always in my uh, insights in Instagram and Facebook and for example, yeah. That, that's, that, makes, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I do the same thing. Um, I would say that um, Google Analytics is really helpful, the Google Search oh, Console, sure. especially if you're the one that's creating content, if you're the marketer that's creating content, you need to know what people are searching for. So that's going to be helpful too. I love talking yeah. a little bit more about um, email and detective mode. So, um, you know, the goal is always to get a lot of opens, right? Because you can't get clicks if you don't get opens. Sure. Um, so is there any <laughs> marketing strategy there that you can share? Uh, so I, I'm kind of laughing a little bit, Riley, because as you well know, open rates are not the most reliable metric now, are they? Since right, the yeah. Apple iOS 15, I think it was, um, but still worth paying attention to. And right. obviously, as you say, you've got to get them opened to get them clicked. Yeah. Um, but in terms of a strategy for increasing opens, for me, it's about keeping your list healthy. Um, and Love that. We do that on, on our team. That's not my role. That's that's um, my husband is my business partner in the agency. That's his role for clients and for us. So he will look at deliverability, you know, what's happening there. Um, if they're, you know, sometimes we'll notice, oh, actually nobody with a Google, with a Gmail account has opened our emails. So uh, then we know uh, there's something wrong there. We've got to look at the settings and all that kind of stuff. So very important to pay attention to that side of things. But when you get into, let's assume that your list is healthy um, and it's arriving in people's inboxes, then, uh, sorry, I should mention, if you want to get it into people's inboxes, you've got to make sure that you're stripping out the people who are not opening your emails as well. So that's mm -hmm. something to include in your quarterly review, at least. Yeah. Um, let's assume the emails are hitting people's inboxes, then it's the job of the creative marketer, in my opinion, to come up with a subject line that is going to be interesting, enticing. Um, there's a stat, which I don't have the tip of my fingers, but it's quite a large percentage. You can increase the open rate if you use the person's first name. I know that some people are resistant to that. Um, and I don't do it all the time, but I do do it a lot of the time because I think it's like 29%. I can't remember. It was from Experian, this stat. Yeah. Um, because they are more likely to open it if it includes their first name. But honestly, I use things like Headline Analyzer 
tools. And- I love that tool. Oh my gosh. I love that tool for all my content writing, everything. It's brilliant. Yeah. I just used it yesterday because we're designing a new quiz um, for a client and to come up with a quiz title. Yeah. I used it. And yeah. honestly, the title that we came up with at first was just not doing it for me. So popped it in there and now we're up to to one that they rate at 90. Woo-hoo. Yeah, that's that's tough. I know from like I try to get it over 80 between 80 and 90. That's hard, but getting yeah. those words in and um if you're watching yeah. or listening and you have no idea what we're talking about, put in Google headline analyzer tool by CoSchedule. You will find it. It is brilliant if you're a speaker, if you're a, a blogger, a mm-hmm. podcaster, a writer, even if you do social media content writing, if you need headlines, if you need to grab somebody's attention, email marketing, um, use that to use power words and emotional words and really grab that headline because it all comes down to that. You can have the best content out there, but if nobody clicks on it because the headline sucks, it's not going to get read. So um, I love that you brought up that tool. That is one of my most favorite tools. So Nikki, we're out of time. I think we could talk (laughs) another 30 minutes, but (laughs) let's go close this up. How can people connect with you to learn more about marketing strategy, business strategy in your agency and the work that you do? Great. So my main channel is Instagram and I'm at Nikki Hutchison, spelt annoyingly each one. So please check, (laughs) please check how you're spelling if you can't find me at first. Um, I also have a weekly podcast called the Audience Growth Podcast, where I have lots of fabulous guests and we talk about marketing strategy and audience growth strategy every Friday. Um, And I'm also running a summer sprint about how to get your business more visible, which you will find on my website, nikkihutchison.com forward slash get visible. So I would love to hear from people. Drop me a DM if you've enjoyed the show and uh, let's keep in touch. Awesome. Wonderful. Well, I appreciate you being here. Um, And I am glad we're back. We have a great summer set up for more episodes of Strategy Talk. Just taking a one week break make me feel like, what am I doing this morning? But I was here. We were live. We were great. I appreciate you being my guest, Nikki. It was great to meet you in San Diego back in March this year. And um, you and I are going to stay connected. Brilliant marketing strategy tips. If you're just getting here to the end or you're just listening, make sure to connect with Nikki and learn more about detective mode and doing research for all of this because it all starts with data. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for having me.